Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Aaron Simonek here along with Dr. Lockwood Reynolds. I'm joined with today. He's an economics associate professor at Kent State University. I have to say that's my alma mater as well. So thanks so much, Dr. Reynolds, for coming on today. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. So we are talking the economy. Obviously, we're approaching this one year of COVID-19 being in our world, being in the United States. And a lot has happened in every single aspect of our lives, but particularly the economy has been drastically affected by this. And uh, Dr. Reynolds, you know, this is your profession to, you know, study this and really analyze this. And I'm sure coming from your perspective, this is something that economists have never seen before. And it's just a very bizarre you know, world we're living in. So we could start with this, you know, overall, um, going into the pandemic, uh, what major impacts, let's just do a, a, a recap here. What are the major impacts we're looking at to our economy? And we could focus more on local, maybe like statewide, local, what are these major uh, economic impacts we're seeing? Well, you know, everything started, you know, with the pandemic back last March, uh, and, and people tend to focus on the shutdowns, which clearly had a negative effect on businesses, um, although lots of economic research showed that the pandemic itself caused people to start backing away from going out of their houses. And so actually, if you look at data, people weren't going out to restaurants as much the week before shutdowns actually kicked in in a lot of places. But but the combination of the two meant that lots of pl places really uh, were hurt. Um, economically. And then even when things were reopened in some way, uh, you know, people didn't go out as much. And we shifted some of our spending around to, you know, maybe restaurants can do carry out and people maybe weren't in person, but maybe that's not as much business with that compared to just ordering your groceries or shopping on Amazon or whatever it is. So we know that there's been um, a, a large number of uh, businesses that have, have, that have gotten hit pretty hard, um, despite some attempts to try and help them out. We don't have hard numbers yet on some of that. Um, there's some early evidence that said things like, in some surveys, you know, two to three percent of businesses were disappearing, which doesn't sound like a big number, but when you multiply it by the number of establishments in the United States, it's a huge number that ends up being affected. Yelp had some data they came up with at one point that if you average it out, looked to be about 800 businesses a day were closing during the summer. Uh, whether or not that continues or not is unclear. Um, job openings uh, are still below last year. So technically right now is before the economy kind of went uh, into its shutdown mode. Uh, so if you sort of look today versus the same point a year ago that was pre-pandemic, uh, and even though hiring has come back a bit and uh, the unemployment rate has come down a bit, we're still we're still not hiring as many people as we were this time last year. So we haven't recovered all the way yet, and um, it doesn't look like that's going to happen necessarily anytime soon. It's going to be a pretty slow recovery, which I think a lot of economists sort of thought to be true. There were some optimistic thoughts early on that if you shut everything off, which we've never really seen before, it's... That is true. We've never seen that before. That it's like a spigot. You could turn it off and then turn it back on, but that's just not how things work. Um, and so it's going to be quite, pretty a long recovery probably coming going forward. 
Now that perfectly leads into my next question. You know, what exactly, and I don't even know if you could answer this, what exactly will it take to financially recover from something like this? I mean, I'm guessing it's it's a lot of baby steps or, or do you think we're even in the, the starting uh, process of recovering yet? I mean, we're definitely recovering in the sense that things are better than they were six months ago, right? That's true, um, but in, in a lot of ways. Now, if you were a restaurant six months ago, you know, if you weren't shut down and you were doing care out then or having outdoor seating, you're probably in a worse shape now because the weather doesn't cooperate here in Ohio to have outdoor seating, right? And, and so this, that's not good for you. But, you know, uh, other aspects of the economy are doing probably better now than they were. Um, but that being said, it's, it's a pretty slow recovery because you have all these ripples out from these types of decisions, right? The yeah, a bunch of restaurants shut down or small business shut down. They lay those people off. Uh, those people don't have income. They're not spending. It ripples through the supply chain. You know, uh, a lot of people are stuck at home. So actually there's a lot of demand, for example, it seems to be a lot of demand around like construction and landscaping and like home improvement stuff. But there were all these problems with get, and still problems with getting the materials. And so you know, if you, a lot of people around here, uh, you hear people talking, they can't find a contractor because there's that person is really busy. So good for them, but there's not enough materials for them to do anything with. So that's not helping either. So, you know, you, we need to sort of make sure that people are able to have income so they can continue to, you know, live their life, uh, hopefully get consumption back up again. Uh, a lot of people, this problem with schools being closed and, and whether or not parents had to stay home from work or how that affected their work schedules, that's been an ongoing problem. So most economists say the most important thing to do is to get the pandemic under control because without that, we're going to have this problem for a while, right? But the rollout of vaccines has been a bit of a mess. It's not particularly well coordinated. That's just kind of how it is. But Assuming we can get vaccines to people so that people can start going about their lives a little bit better, we can get the schools reopened so parents uh, don't have to stay home, you know, people can go out and do things. That is all sort of critical. By itself, that won't solve the problem. But if we don't solve that, nothing we do is going to help. You can spend all the money you want from the government. It's not going to help. Now, I know I liked how you brought up how construct, you know, home renovation product projects, uh, construction, that's, you know, seeing a trend there. And then I feel like when it comes to what you see in the news, you hear a lot about restaurants and a lot about bars and how they're taking that financial hit. Is there anything aside from that mainstream? Yeah, we know that restaurants and bars are suffering that really needs to be paid more attention to, if you get what I'm saying? You mean thinking about like uh, certain industries or sectors that are also exactly. getting hit? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, you're right. You hear a lot about you know the restaurants, bars, uh, hospitality, re- hotels, uh, anything with tourism. All of that got crushed, uh, and that makes sense. And, and it's going to continue to be a problem going forward until people can essentially get out and go to those restaurants or can start traveling again. Um, in terms of other uh, businesses that, and some of that is ripples. So. The concern about restaurants is not just that they got shut down, and this is one reason why we focus on them, but if the restaurants got shut down in, let's say, May in Ohio, but they could reopen for outdoor seating in the summer, but then they couldn't have outdoor seating in the winter because it's too cold, well, now everyone's doing things that are virtual, 
what if people don't go back into downtown Cleveland, let's say, or downtown urban areas where people were where restaurants were relying on sort of business lunches, right, or or, or people being around? Well, now you're going to have a longer term problem here if people aren't uh, showing back up, and so it's the reason restaurants is a conversation is because it's an ongoing problem, right? The, there's a chance that we're going to sort of reallocate economic activity around in a way that, you know. A good location for a restaurant may not be a good location anymore. Um, that being said, other sectors that I'm trying to think off the top of my head, if I know of other sectors that got particularly hit, um, I, I don't think I have one off the top of my head. Like you could, there's data on it, but I don't quite remember. Um, mm -hmm. You know, plenty of other, there's plenty of other sectors that did okay. Although some big major retailers had to shut down. I mean, that's the other thing. Um the shift towards everyone not wanting to be out or shifting to, you know, online sales and stuff like that has hurt a lot of retailers. And so that could be small retailers, but there's also been some big retailers that basically were on the edge of problems and now have, have shut down. So that that's happened too. And that's a good, that's a good point to bring up too, with, with tourism and hotels. I feel like whenever I talk to people, they say, you know, I can't wait to travel. I can't wait to take vacation after this pandemic's over. So I feel like that aspect of the economy will bounce back. Whereas that's a good point you bring up with restaurants where, you know, maybe working remotely will be the new norm. And if, you know, you don't have as many businessmen going to lunch in a downtown urban area that could hit them long-term. So that's good insight to know for sure. Yeah. Um, and I've heard about like, for example, coffee shops, it's not just a restaurant for a business lunch. It's like a coffee shop in downtown Cleveland that, you know, relies on a bunch of people running out to grab a cup of coffee. And suddenly if the people aren't there and it's not like all work is going to become remote. Now, some people had the opportunity to work remotely and other people could not. Right. So this is certainly not like everyone can work remotely. Some of those people will go back in the office, you know, remote work has worked out kind of better for the people who can do it probably than we thought. But I think a lot of people are going to want to be back in the office, but just depending on those numbers and when that happens, uh, it could, this could continue for a little while, but I agree with it. As soon as people can travel uh, that then the hotels and the tourism places will be in better shape. And hopefully that can be this summer because that's a good time to do it. Um, but again, none of that happens unless people are well vaccinated. The, the, these extra variants out there aren't going to be a problem you know, uh, those types of things. Now, is there like a main three steps of where, of how we can return back to normalcy or where this help will come from? Like maybe everybody gets vaccinated, everybody gets another stimulus check. Coming from an economist, what, what's your opinion with, with bouncing back that economy? So number one is the, is the vaccine rollout. If we can, if, or some form of the virus uh, getting or under control, right? If for some reason, some mutation actually helps us and all the cases go down, great. But like, I don't think that's going to happen. But like getting cases down, manageable, the vaccines that are out there are, have been shown to be extremely good at uh, cutting down on serious cases and hospitalizations. So that would be good. Step number one. Without that, if cases, if the virus continues, we have a problem. Step two, then, is trying to then... Um, keep these businesses from going under and then keeping people from sort of slipping, you know, into like pretty extreme conditions. And so that's sort of what these stimulus ideas were, uh, are being talked about now in Congress. And they're very similar to the ones that were talked about earlier in the summer. 
Uh, one problem is that we probably needed stimulus several months ago. Um, you know, it's it's not you know it's not too late to do something, but it's a little late to be doing something, if that makes sense. Um, several rush, you know, there's some evidence out of restaurants and things like that that they could be a little bit of extra money there could really help them sort of get through a couple of months so they can open up again. Getting the kids, getting kids back in school is probably going to be good for kids in general if, if the kids are home, but it also opens up the opportunities for parents to get back into the workforce because not everyone, or at least have a more, a schedule that they can like sort of effectively live around. Um, and, and that could be really good. Uh, and so it's some of those limitations that, that matter here. And that, so that could be loans to businesses. It could be stimulus checks to people. It probably needs to be both. Right. Okay. All right. So, you know, I don't know if you know these numbers. I don't think anyone does at this point. Can you maybe give a rough estimate of how many jobs were lost because of the pandemic so far and how many businesses will not recover, won't come back from this pandemic? So that's a good question. Um, we do know. So th that's one of the questions that you can get into. Um, we have monthly data by the government on the unemployment rate, as well as sort of establishment numbers. So we can get those numbers to see what's going on with unemployment, et cetera. And so the unemployment rate, which went sky high back in April, is has been falling. Um, and so it's getting better. Uh, you know, we're now way better than we used to be, but it's still very high unemployment. One of the issues with that, though, is it's sometimes hard to tell, is someone unemployed temporarily uh, because there's, there's a business shutdown of some kind versus is this what we call long-term unemployment? Someone who is like, they don't have prospects right now and can't find it. Um, and so one of the uh, unfortunate numbers right, that we're starting to see is while we see that monthly unemployment has been falling, long-term unemployment has been climbing a bit. People who have been out of the labor market for a while and don't, they're not waiting to get back to a job. There isn't a job waiting for them. So that's been going up. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, I, but I know that trend is going on. So that's a bit concerning because lower unemployment sounds like a good thing, but if it's sort of a shift in the type of employment to a worse form, that is less useful. Um, in terms of the number of businesses that aren't going to come back, as I said, er, some early surveys were talking about things like, um, you know, that like maybe two or 3% in early surveys weren't going to come back. I've seen restaurants. There's like a survey that went out in Ohio. It said about uh, something like half of restaurants in Ohio are worried that they're not going to be open in six months from now uh, without some extra help. I don't know, you know, I don't know how reliable those numbers are, but I firmly believe that a lot of restaurants are hurting. Uh, as I said, the, those Yelp numbers were suggesting that, you know, hundreds of businesses a day on average were not coming back. Uh, from the shutdowns uh, in the summer, because they've been so. You know, even if I, you know, let's take that simple number there, two percent, two percent of all business. You know, there's something like seven, eight million establishments in the United States. You take two percent of that, and it's a huge number. Right. Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, that's very concerning <clears throat> for restaurants. So I guess we could kind of lean into this. What should we do? you know, you and I, what should we do to help rebuild our economic base? And when should we do it? Are we already jumping into that? And I don't know if you already answered that, but should we be doing anything now that we're not doing? 
do you mean like people like as individuals like what can I do to help the economy? Yeah, it could it could really be or, both. Or so, like what should the you know what policy should we be doing or? So I would say you and I, and then we yeah. could also go into politics too. You know, is there anything else that the common person should be doing differently to help one another to help boost the economy? Um, and then we could touch on politics too. I mean, I think that the the thing for everybody to do right is, you know, is to still treat the the virus as re, as a as a problem, right? So we we keep our masks on, we try and socially distance. Everyone's absolutely tired of this. But we need to keep doing it. The la- what we don't need is for things to spike again. Things have been turning downward for most states. The trends are really good, but a downward trend from a really bad place is not. It doesn't mean we're safe yet, right? So we're not out of the woods yet on this. But you know, so trying to stay safe, following guidelines, get the vaccine when you can. Uh, that's step number one. Step number two would be. You know, if you have the means to 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 spend things, and there's things you want to buy, that's great. Um, maybe spend it locally. Uh, not that you know, I have a problem necessarily with buying something online from a, a large retailer because they they need money too. They have employees too. Um, but you know, th- this maybe this is a moment for trying to do some local stuff. Buy from your local stores. That might help out if uh, your neighbors. Uh, if you have that, if you have the option to do that, maybe you can do that. Um, and um, I think that those are the sort of the, the two things to do. I mean, I think that the other option is, I mean, there's not a lot that you can do on an individual level, right? That's kind of the, the, the this is in economics, we talk about this as being a, a, a version of what's called the collective action problem, right? Uh economics or a lot markets and things like that are really good about incentivizing people to follow their own incentives. But here we have a problem where we are all in this together and what you do affects other people. What they do affects you. And, and, and that's the challenge here. It's really hard to get everyone moving in the same direction, which is why you can't just like jumpstart the economy and you can't just give, you know, easily solve some of these problems. But we can all take little steps to try and make sure that we're doing our part to keep the pandemic down and that we can try to help out the businesses locally. So, you know, I, you know, I still try and go out and get, you know, I I don't ever really leave my house, but I try to take, uh, as I'm teaching remotely, because I'm not allowed to be in person, but you know, I, I, I do takeout at local restaurants. I still go get my haircut while I'm double masked, but you know, I go out there and do that. And, uh, at the local barbershop. And, you know, I try and do some of those things as much as possible. Right. And then, you know, moving forward, and this could be more policy related as well. You know, how ultimately, how do we rebuild? Like, fi- like finally, how do we rebuild from this? Um, we could talk politics. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to talk politics. I can't stand politics, but I like policy. Right. And so, like, I don't want to get into what various parties are fighting about, which is what, unfortunately, what we tend to hear about. Mm-hmm. The question is, what can we do to actually solve this? And, like, what do economists know is actually going to work? Um, you know, as I said, getting money uh, back earlier would have been helpful for people that would have been able to provide them a, a boost of income back in the fall and the summer, you know, when the, the, the first stimulus package ran out, that would have been helpful, but we, we can do it now. And so that's what Congress is talking about is uh, writing people a stimulus check. A one-off check probably doesn't help that much, but it's, it's helpful. Right. And so 
I think I can't remember what income they're t- cut off. They're talking about, but if you're making less than some amount, it's like seventy five thousand dollars or something like that. You'll mm-hmm. get a check. Yeah, uh, that's good. Um, trying to get out more loans to uh, small businesses would be good. Um, one of the criticisms of what happened in the spring was just you have this problem where what we needed to do because of the dramatic shutdowns, we needed to get money out fast. And so we prioritized prioritize speed over kind of targeting or like, a, you know, sort of a, like who should get checks and stuff like that. We just handed out money because that's what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. And this round looks a little bit more targeted to, uh, to, to people and kind of know what we're doing. Um, so that would be good. More loans to, to businesses that need them. Um, they're going to add a little bit of money into the un- unemployment system, which makes sense because again, job postings are way down since last year still. And if you, there isn't a job nearby, it doesn't really matter whether you want one. Um, you know, we're not in a situation where the market is in equilibrium. So uh, I think all those things are good. I don't know what the magnitude of these things need to be. Um, that's all at the federal level. You know, the state is trying to do some stuff. I know governor DeWine has, has proposed a, a budget where he's trying to, pump some money into like the restaurants and stuff like that, as well as doing some longer term infrastructure things like high speed internet access around the state, which would be good. That doesn't help anybody immediately, but it's a form of, you know, if we're going to spend a lot of money, then maybe we should put it into some of these infrastructure type projects that will have long-term gains down the road. Uh, And maybe that that's, it's an opportunity maybe to do some of that stuff. Absolutely. Okay, Dr. Reynolds, I think that I'm okay with my questions. Anything else that we should expand on or anything, any other comment that you would like to add? I'm not sure. I mean, one of the things that is frustrating as an economist is I sometimes hear nonsense being talked about uh, online or on the news uh, frequently around the lines of if you've ever take anybody who ever took a first semester econ course would know the following to be true. Uh, that line's usually a big signal that the person doesn't know what they're talking about, because if you only take that one semester, you usually, you haven't seen the rest of it. <laughs> so it's one of these things where uh, some of the basic rules that you would think about uh, are kind of thrown out the window when we're so far away from an equilibrium. We're so far away from the normal point where we want to be. Uh, that we have to be a little creative about thinking about how to get back. And so uh, as much as people can try and keep a little bit of an open mind about what we want to try and do, uh, that would be good. Mm-hmm. And, and when you say what we want to try and do, you're talking more stimulus money for people, loans to businesses, um, more job creation, things like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that we, unfortunately, we need to do these things and uh, I don't know what the right level is and we can, we can spend a lot of time debating how much the check should be, 1400 1600 1200 We should stop that probably and, and get somebody a check. <laughs> At some point, it, you know, the details aren't as important as just taking the action. Uh, and so that's what I think is kind of important to think about here, that, um, that we're still far away from where we want to be. It could take a while to get back to where we want. And the other thing I'll point out is that the recovery is not going to be even. And people need to keep that in mind. Um, people are talking about what we call like a K-shaped recovery, which is that like some people are coming out of this in a pretty good position. Some businesses are actually doing really well. Some people are uh, didn't lose their jobs. They were able to work remotely. Uh, they're doing really well. But a lot of people, but a, a large number of people 
are not going to see the same recovery as everybody else. And so that's where we start also have to start thinking about what's not just best for like the stock market or the economy on average, but how do we make sure that we're not leaving people behind as we're trying to also dig ourselves out of a hole? And that's that makes it for a slightly more challenging problem, too. Right. I mean, economy with COVID, you know, a, a big, a big, big topic, you know, especially with this ongoing pandemic. So, Dr. Reynolds, I appreciate you joining us today. I think this is my longest podcast ever because this is such a hot topic that affects everyone in this world. So I appreciate your time today. I'm happy to help.